From chiropractor overseas to fighting sex trafficking, in this episode, we are going to discover what makes Dr. Casey Pride thrive. Is your health thriving or is it merely surviving? Welcome to Thriving with Chiropractic, where we unpack conditions and lifestyle challenges in order for you to be the best version of health you can possibly be. I'm your host, Dr. Mosier, and my beautiful co-host is my wife, Ellen. Join us on this journey to thrive. Well, hey, folks. It's so good to see everybody. And I have a great friend of mine, Dr. Casey Pride. He has been phenomenal in my life. We actually graduated together, but we're going to learn so much from Dr. Casey Pride and really what he's been doing ever since he graduated. So, Dr. Casey, it is so good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, man. I, I'm I'm blown away by uh, just the, the production on this thing, your intro and the video. I love it. And uh, so I'm honored that you think of me. Well, thank you. And I remember, and I don't know if you remember this, we were, you know, living really side by side to each other when we were in school. And I was about to compete in a strongman competition. And I said, hey, Doc, I'm coming over. Do your thing. Right. Adjust me. Now you adjust. Uh, and I think you still adjust this way very differently than how I do. And it's not a right or a wrong thing. It's just different. But man, when you adjusted me and you worked on me from head to toe, I went into that competition and I crushed it. I hit personal records. Um, I was I still remember that to this day. So, yeah, I remember it, too, man. I remember I remember trading with you quite often. And yeah, you got great hands, too. But yeah, I, I remember you going in and for that strongman competition and and breaking all those records. That was awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, Dr. Casey, you've uh, you've been around chiropractic your whole life, which some of us are a little jealous of, but because both of your parents were chiropractors. Mm-hmm. Um, so this may be a silly question, but why why did you choose for yourself to get into this profession? Yeah, and I don't think it's a silly question at all. I know plenty of people who uh, their parents are chiropractors and they kind of choose a, a different path for themselves, but. You know, for me, as, as you can imagine, I live the benefits of chiropractic um, from birth. I mean, as soon as I was born and came out of the womb, my parents had me checked and adjusted by a chiropractor. And uh, I, that was my routine from birth literally until, until now is getting checked and adjusted regularly from birth, whether I'm sick or not. You know, it's just part of our, part of our routine in, in our home. We were always checked and adjusted by, usually my dad was the one who adjusted me, but that was, that was always part of the routine. And I remember growing up and I was never sick, like ever, like, (laughs) like, like, like I was, I was so healthy to the point that, that I almost like didn't fit in, you know, like when, when kids would be going home, they'd be getting sick during flu season and throwing up on their spelling test and all that stuff. Like I never did, you know, I could probably count on one hand the number of times I ever, I ever went home sick. So it it just, that wasn't part of my reality. I, I never took antibiotics. I wasn't getting the shots the other kids were getting. And even though I wasn't doing what they were doing, for whatever reason, I was experiencing life much differently than they were. And as I grew up, I really I started to realize what a gift that really was. And it kind of hit me one day, like, you know, my parents aren't going to be around forever and they're not going to be around forever to uh, to sort of guide me, you know, in all my own personal health decisions. And what I do is very different. So um, 
I ended up choosing into chiropractic. I ended up deciding, uh, you know, this is a path that I want to go down partially for my own well-being. But uh, sure enough, I ended up being correct. My dad died two weeks before I started chiropractic school and my mom died six months after. And so I, um, chiropractic really gave me the uh, the tools that I needed to, to still thrive in a world where the odds seem uh, very much stacked against that right now. I think, I think uh, if there's anything we've seen in in uh, 2020, 2021 and 2022 is that uh, the, the, uh, the, the sort of establishment way of taking care of health really doesn't keep people healthy. It, it sort of addresses disease when it's already happened. And uh, thankfully I'm equipped to, to live differently and to thrive as, as you know, you, you say in your podcast and, uh, and to help others do the same. And I think that's probably the most rewarding thing about this is sort of being that, that anchor for people in, in my community where, uh, they're getting blasted with, with your weak, uh, bugs are going to come get you, uh, disease happens to you. You really don't have a choice in being able to be that present that says, no, no, you're brilliant. Your body's brilliant. You know, God designed you to heal. Uh, disease is not an accident. Health's not an accident. You get to be intentional about it. And we're here to, uh, we're, we're here to help you achieve that level of health and that quality of life that you desire. And, and I can promise you, it doesn't come from drugs. It doesn't come from, doesn't come through a needle. It comes from, from here. And, uh, and the, the, the intention is to unlock what's already there. You know, we're not giving you anything that you don't already have already. We're simply facilitating its expression, that, that, that healing intelligence. So um, that's my why, is to be able to spread that far and wide and be able to give that gift that I had growing up that seemed so uncommon when I was young and uh, to make it common. Mm. That, that right there is powerful. Health is not an accident, my friend. You are... <laughs> This is so good. Uh, folks, if you're watching this, you are in for a treat. Um, Dr. Casey, I got to dive into, you went to the Dominican Republic, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, how long were you there? So I'm actually on my kind of third stretch here. Uh, the first time mm -hmm. I came, uh, I ran a clinic here for about a year. Um, and then I came back again about a returned to the U.S., ran a practice in the U.S. for a year, and then returned again for about a year to work in rescue operations for Destiny Rescue, uh, rescuing children from sex trafficking. So a lot of my work was undercover, going and finding kids and get, getting them out until uh, 2020, March, and borders closed down and all, all kinds of stuff happened. So I returned to the U.S. and jumped back into practice at an amazing clinic out in Orange County, California, called the Cone Health Institute. And uh, recently I've returned to Dominican Republic and um, and I've been here about nine months. We moved down uh, last July. So I think that if, I'm, if my math is right, we're coming up on nine months here. And uh, so a total of close to three years I've spent down here. Wow. See, I didn't even realize that you were back there. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, we've kind of pinballed around quite a bit. Now, you said something, and we've talked about this before, but I want the audience to know, you know, sex trafficking, um, you know, obviously, I want to ask, why did you get into this? What does that look like? Is that still a big issue? Um, you know, all these questions. Uh, tell, tell us more, please. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start with uh, what it is, but it's basically the sex trafficking is basically you're selling a human to another person for purposes of sex. I mean, it's, it's basically uh, slavery for those purposes. And uh, yeah, it's a massive, massive uh, uh, criminal. Uh, it, it is expected to eclipse 
the drug trade in the next 10 years. That's how big it is. So it's 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 that big. And so it's worldwide. It's um, and the, the thing that makes sex trafficking especially um, attractive to people who are in um, who are in those types of industries is you can reuse the product. So if I sell you a bag of dope, once I sell you that bag of dope, that bag of dope's gone and I got to find another bag of dope to sell you. Uh, but you have a child, you sell that child to someone for a night and then you can sell that same child again that same night and, uh, or you can sell them the next night. And so you're basically able to reuse the product, which makes it a really lucrative, um, and really disgusting business, unfortunately. So as far as how I got into it, I was actually down here in Dominican Republic with a bunch of chiropractors. Uh, I came to a seminar in Punta Cana with my friend, Ted Corin, Dr. Ted Corin, uh, learning Corin specific technique, amazing technique. And I went to this, uh, this market off resort property. Cause when I go places, I don't know about you, Chris, but I like to experience like the culture. I like to get off. I don't like just to stay in the, the bubble of the all inclusive resort. I like to get out and actually experience the people and the culture. And we went to this crowded market that was nowhere near resorts. And so the only people around were locals and which is the stuff that I like. And while I was there, someone approached me and pushed this young girl toward me and a guy I was with and, uh, and tried to sell her to us for sex. She was probably, you know, if I had to guess based on looking at her, she was probably around seven years old. And I'd never experienced anything like that before. And, and uh, I've never experienced the level of powerlessness to help someone uh, that I did in that moment. And so that really landed right here for me. And I've never experienced trauma like that. You know, I never, I grew up in a, in a family with two parents who loved me, never experienced any kind of, you know, exploitation or trauma like that. But experiencing that in, in that child um, just made it very personal for me. And I never forgot that. And so when I ended up practicing in Dominican Republic, practicing in Illinois, something was sort of calling me toward that work. It just felt like uh, it felt like God's call. That's the best way that I can think to describe it. And uh, I can I had connected with people with Destiny Rescue before, and I knew that they were starting work in Dominican Republic, which is a country I was familiar with. I knew they were looking for international rescue agents who are the people who go in and undercover and find kids and get them out. And so just decided to apply and see what would happen. And I was looking at the job specifications and, you know, they want you to be, uh, you know, in good shape and have a, you know, self-defense background and be, you know, coachable and pretty smart. And I thought I was those things. So I sent in uh, an application and within 48 hours, I had an offer like we want you to come and we want you to be an agent. We want you to go to Thailand and train. And and I still had my practice in Illinois. So Mm -hmm. everything I still I mean, I, I had taken zero steps to close this practice down or anything like that. So it was decision time, you know, and I said, okay, can I have a week to think about this? And I already knew the answer. You know, I didn't need the week. I, I think I emailed him maybe two hours later and said, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to take the position. And, uh, and so that was kind of the beginning of it for me. I ended up sort of winding my practice down and closing it and transferring my patients out to, uh, to, to other chiropractors in my area that I trusted. And, Bought a ticket to Thailand, went to Thailand for a while and trained there and did some rescue operations there. And once I was finished with my training, went to Dominican Republic, where I worked as an agent there uh, until March of uh, 2020. And uh, recently I, I returned and now I'm uh, I'm overseeing rescue operations for the country of Dominican Republic for Destiny Rescue. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Um, and I, this is just me being curious, but have you been in some... I would say hairy or, or dangerous situations. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, 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 I'm now, right now, it's more of a supervisory role, and I'm not going in there and doing it myself now. You know, I have a team that, that, uh, that I lead, and they kind of go in and do that stuff now. But, but yeah, when I was, when I was working undercover, you're, you're in some pretty, situations where you have to be careful. I don't want to say I ever felt like I was in danger because you're, you're trained well on how to, uh, how to manage the risk. You know, you know how to, you know, do research on the locations you're going to before you go and you learn how to enter buildings safely and, and, uh, a lot of situational awareness training and and self-defense training. And it never came down to where I was in a situation where, where I had to physically defend myself, but we had situations where it's like, we were always able to anticipate it before it happened. We could see, we could see stuff starting to go south and it's like, okay, time to go throw money on the table, pay for our drinks and we're out. And so, um, so, so yeah, it's, we're obviously not in safe places if we're, if we're going undercover into these places, but you learn how to be safe, uh, as safe as possible and, uh, and how to make sure you're, well, we always go in pairs at least. And so you always make sure that you're safe and you're, and your buddy's safe. Wow. Well, hey, Doc, I got to ask you because you've uh, been in practice in Orange County, California. You've been in practice in Dominican Republic. You've been in practice in Illinois. So you've you've been all over the place. Um, <laughs> what is your most memorable patient story? Ooh. You know, um, I think it was one down here in, in DR. And it was actually as a student when you and I were in school together. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Logan still did a mission trip to yes, yeah. uh, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they still do it or not. I heard they discontinued it. I hope I hope they've they've resumed it. But I came down here with a team of classmates and people who were in clinic and uh, they took us into this uh, this slum. I mean, not Dominican Republic is, is a beautiful country. There's some places that are just there's there's poverty unlike anything that you'll see in the United States. And they took us to one of these areas where. I mean, it's literally trash everywhere. People are covered in dirt. It's uh, it's one of those places that you see in pictures. And and they had us set up in this um, this armored building with this massive iron gate where like we had guards to make sure that uh, people weren't going to come in. And, uh, you know, because obviously we're coming in, we've got equipment, we've got valuables with us. And so we've got, you know, so we're we're in this sort of armored building with this massive gate and they're you know letting people in one by one to see us and and I remember uh, I was I was working on a gentleman. He was on my table and they w- they had our table and then they had a, a seat for the next person in line. And this woman slid into that seat. So she was going to be my next patient. And she sits down and immediately just starts shouting at me and just shouting, shouting, shouting in Spanish, which at the time I know zero Spanish. And so I have a translator. And so I don't know about you, Dr. Mosier, but when I'm when I'm working on someone, I kind of need <laughs> And I don't think I don't think this is this is really that crazy of an idea, but I kind of need that peace and quiet to be able to focus on mm-hmm. what I'm doing. It's a very spiritual experience for me. And uh, and so when there's someone, you know, shouting like five feet away from me, uh, it's it's a bit distracting. <laughs> and so I asked my translator, I said, you know, what is she saying? Can you translate what she's saying for me? And she says uh, she's saying that she's in a lot of pain and she wants to be seen right now. I said, OK, well, will you please tell her that she's next? And uh, and I will get to her as soon as I'm finished with this gentleman and ask her to, to please be quiet until I until I'm able to take care of her. And so my translator relayed that message and the woman quieted right down. She was she was great. I finished my adjustment and uh, this guy hops off the table. I give him a big hug, turn, send him on his way. And before I can even turn back around, this woman has just jumped on my table face down. And 
I mean, I haven't even had time to change the face paper yet. <laughs> so she's just, she's just face down. Like, all right, let's, let's go. Come on. And I'm on a Logan trip, right? So we got to do this like 37 point system, full system exam, where we got to examine every little thing about the person before we, before we adjust them. And, uh, and I always kind of found that to be a little bit much, but in this particular instance, I was really glad we did because I got to really examine all the major systems of this woman. And we learn a lot of things in chiropractic school that we would probably call red flags, uh, things that are, you know, you see this and you refer them to a hospital, right? It's like, this is, this is, this, this is an emergency situation. And, and this woman was just, just a walking red flag. When I, when we checked her, uh, she had, she hadn't gone to the bathroom in eight days. First of all, she had a, a palpable mass in her abdomen, uh, that I could feel. She had a mass the size of an orange in her axilla here. Uh, all of her lymph nodes around her collarbone above it and below it were, were swollen, probably to the size of grapes. She had severe pain in her arms, legs, and her head. And the last thing she said to me while we we're doing the history was she used to be fat and she lost a lot of weight very quickly. Right. So it's like everything in our training would say, you know, this person's probably going to be dead in six months. And thankfully I had a, a clinician who was uh, just awesome on this trip. And she was just like, go, you know, you adjust that person. And uh, so I did what we do and checked her, um, adjusted her head to toe, did the cranials, did all the emotional work, but just, just, and, and the whole time it's just healing intent. Um, you know, I mean, as a student, we're not the greatest adjusters yet, but one thing I had was that, that healing intent, you know what I mean? It's that, that certainty and that love and, and just gave her everything I had and had her come back the next day and had her come back the next day. We were only there three days. And the next day she came in and she'd gone to the bathroom first time in eight days. And she said that all, a lot of her pain was gone. And that was one adjustment. So we adjusted her again on day two, sent her home. She came back the third day, adjusted her again. And, uh, and then I re-examined her out of curiosity. And Dr. Mosier, every single clinical finding I'd found was gone. Wow. I mean, she was still skinny. She, she was still skinny, but, <laughs> but she was going to the bathroom. I couldn't find the mass in her abdomen. The abdomen, the mass in her axilla was gone. All of her lymph nodes had, had decongested. They were, they were back to their normal size. All of her pain was gone and, and she just looked different. You know what I mean? She just had this, uh, you know, when you work on someone and they come in and they're real agitated and, and they're in that just fight or flight dominant state that people tend to be when they're subluxated and it's yes. just, and she came in and the only word I can think of is just ease where it's just that state of just ease and just um, ease of spirit, ease of body. And uh, that was powerful for me. You know, we don't see that kind of result every time we do what we do. You know, we don't get to make that decision. That's kind of up to the innate intelligence of the body and healing is between that patient and God. But when it does happen, it's like, wow, you know, it's that, it's that, uh, it's that reminder I needed of just how powerful this vessel is. Um, when, when that nervous system's clear and connected and that innate intelligence of the body can fully express. So that was probably my, my, my most significant memory. That is absolutely amazing. Uh, just this morning I had a patient, uh, not as drastic as that, but she was just down and, uh, I, you know, ask her, how are you doing today? And, uh, I'm Okay. And I adjust her and she, immediately she gets off the table and she's just smiling ear to ear. You know, there's there's uh, there's power in what we do. Yeah. Um, and and I, 
you were describing um, your first trip to the DR, which that reminded me when we went to Haiti, Ellen and I, not for a chiropractic mission trip, but for a VBS mission trip back when we were in uh, college together. And I just the same scenario. You're 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 in this closed military, you know, wall, uh, all protected, um, and, and you have to have translators and it, quite an experience. And so I'm so glad that you are serving the DR. Um, that's that's definitely an underserved community. Sure. Yeah. Have you ever done a chiropractic mission trip? I have not, but I need to. Dude, I tell you what, if you want to just, it, if, for any chiropractors who are listening, who are like, maybe you, you're, you're losing the spark or the passion or, or you just want to do a mission trip, uh, nothing will set you on fire for this more than a mission trip. I mean, do one. <laughs> just do one. I, I can't recommend it enough. And Dominican Republic doesn't have any restrictions right now, so it's a good place to come. Nice. I may just come down there with you and, and, you know, we'll just hang out. You're welcome. Anytime, man, bring, bring a team. We can, we can do, a, we can do a mission here. Awesome. I would love that. I'm serious. Well, um, Dr. Casey. So um, I've heard that you are speaking for chiropractic conferences um, really all around. And so I got to ask you, what is your, having been through the experiences that you have been through, with the sex trafficking, with practicing in different places. What is your mission in chiropractic? How are you going to leave chiropractic better? Yeah, well, I think chiropractic itself doesn't need to be better. I think people just need to know it. Um, mm. it, it. I mean, it can always be developed and we can understand the science better. And there's always, you know, ways to level up in the art and things like that. But um Yeah, it, you know, we're, we're the largest drugless healing profession on the planet. And I would just love to see drugless, not in that sentence, not because I want us to have drugs, but I would just love to see us be the largest healing profession on the planet. And, mm. and I mean, it, it, honestly, man, I think we're in the perfect position right now to, to do that. Um, you know, with what we saw in 2020, 2021, and now two things happen that are huge um, that have created a massive vacuum where people are looking for exactly what we do. And one of those is people are now understanding the importance of maintaining their health. Now, before 2020, I, when I used to, when I used to speak that people, you know, I, I remember when, when COVID first happened and I was, I was doing a lot of, a lot of social media and a lot of lives and sorry, man, there's a motorcycle going by my, uh, my once very quiet office here. Um, I remember when, when 2020 first hit and they were really making a big deal out of COVID and coronavirus and all this stuff. I remember doing a, a live where I just, I talked about how, look, it's not about the bug. It's about the resilience of the person who's exposed to the bug, right? This is why you can have a hundred people in a room, expose them all to COVID. And, you know, well, statistically one wouldn't die in that small of a sample, but let's just say for the sake of conversation, one person dies, three people go to the hospital with severe symptoms. You know, a few people have a sore throat, a few people have a runny nose, and then a bunch of them don't have any symptoms at all, right? Mm -hmm. if, it was, if it was only about the bug, everyone who was exposed to the bug would have the same experience as the bug, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not about the bug, it's about the resilience and the adaptability. And, I'm sorry, man, another motorcycle. It's about the resilience and adaptability and the, the strength of the host. And and I remember when I put that out, so many people were like, I never thought of it that way. Like, that's that's really interesting. And 
now everybody knows it. You know, people are realizing, oh, who are the people who were dying of this of this virus? So it's the, the people who are extremely obese and diabetic and they've got all these pre-existing conditions and they're immune compromised and they have cancer. And so people are, are waking up to this uh, this understanding. There's this mass awakening, this understanding that to maintain the health and well-being of the body is critically important for, for everything, not just not just your immune system and exposure to viruses, but just for, for everything. And so because of this mass awakening, thanks to people like Joe Rogan, who were talking about it and, and, you know, and us chiropractors, people are really waking up to that. And they're, they're really in a position where they're ready to take ownership for their health and responsibility for their health. And I mean, what is health? It's an optimal state of function and healing, not necessarily the absent absence of symptoms or disease, right? It's the optimal state of function and healing. Nervous system coordinates and controls all function and healing. We are doctors of that. So who better than, to, to step in and fill that vacuum than us. Right. But, you know, I said two things happened, right? So one is people woke up to this idea that, that, uh, that maintaining their health is, is, is an important, is, is a really important thing. At the same time, people also lost trust in these institutions that they've traditionally turned to for their health. Right. I mean, people used to, they used to trust the CDC, anything that came out of the CDC, people, people trusted wholeheartedly. FDA, pharmaceutical industry, organized medicine. And we've seen a huge breach of trust where we've been told things and sold things and coerced into things. And, and, uh, and we found out that a lot of things have been exaggerated and flat out fabricated. And so one, people understand they need to get healthy in order to be resilient. And two, they don't trust the traditional, the traditional institutions they used to. And so I, I think right now, Dr. Mosher, this is the perfect time for chiropractic to step up and fill that vacuum. If we don't step up and fill that vacuum, then, I mean, we don't deserve to be the largest healing profession on the planet. You know what I mean? At this point, like we have a huge opportunity here and this is an opportunity for us to step up in a big way. So my mission now would be, you know, we are the largest healing profession on the planet because everybody needs a chiropractor. Everybody needs a healthy functioning nervous system to, to function and heal optimally. Period. That is, oh my goodness, that is so true. And so many of our listeners absolutely needed to hear that. And even here in small town Indiana, uh, we are seeing the same thing. People are being woken up to mm-hmm. the the idea of I need to be healthy. I need to invest into myself um, so that I can enjoy my grandkids, enjoy my family when I'm older. And that's absolutely amazing. This interview has been phenomenal. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed this interview. And I hope you enjoyed Dr. Casey's story. And remember, you all have a story worth sharing. And I'll see you next time on Thriving with Chiropractic. Thank you for joining. We truly hope Thriving with Chiropractic is making a positive impact on your health and wellness. Please comment and share this episode. We would love to hear from you. And as always, remember, your story matters.